Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were all to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. Back from our little holiday siesta. How was your Thanksgiving, Rich? I know you miss me. Hey, I had a great Thanksgiving. We got it right. Turkey and all the fixings. It was excellent dinner. No pasta? Not this time. No, no marinara? No, 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 no. That might be a Christmas move. Ah, Kind of uh, over the turkey. But anyway, hero, hero. Yeah, is there someone in town? Oh, yeah, Tiger Woods. Somebody somebody uh, making his competitive return this week? Yeah, Tiger Woods is at uh, Isleworth. Him and a bunch of his friends. Yeah, this is uh, a pretty... 17 of his good buddies. Pretty nice little VIP gathering, isn't it? Yeah, quite the gathering. You were out uh, there today. How's the course looking? Golf course is perfect. Let's hope we have some decent weather for this uh, little uh, get-together. This little clam bake they're having on the shores of... uh, Lake Isleworth? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Thank you. Is it Lake Isleworth? Yeah, it's one of the chain of lakes. One of the chain of lakes. Uh, Beautiful, sunny Isleworth. Well, better than the temperatures up north, which is where I've been for the past week, up in my... Buffalo Bills country. Woohoo! Go Bills. Oh, God. Here we go. Go Bills. What a big oh. win on Sunday. Yes, indeed. I was there. Hey, they tried to pull out all the tricks on you. Uh, they threw in Johnny Manziel uh, the whole bit. I mean, they pulled the uh, kitchen sink out on you guys. Well, it was a strong, strong showing. And your Patriots rolling oh, along. Whoa. Took one for the team. Yeah, they... Uh, Got a good dose of the cold weather up there in the frozen tundra of Lambeau. Yes, indeed. And um, love my Packers, too. Packers, Steelers, you know. Well, you just flip-flopping around. So, uh, yeah, now that Tiger Woods is back in town, I'm sure you'll uh, be glad to know that he looks great. He's got a new swing coach. He does. He's traveling with a different Chris uh, Como. Different swing. crew. No, let me, let me correct you. It's his swing consultant. I like that. Gets paid pretty well to be a consultant. Well, I think it just means that he's uh, maybe on, um, you know, monthly retainer and not quite uh, hired on yet. And he comes recommended by Noda Begay, who I saw out there. Absolutely. I think Long-time he's Long-time friend up. of Tiger Woods, Noda Begay. Rich B. Um, Jordan oh, Spieth. Jordan Spieth winning big in the Australian Open. Second win for the impressive 21-year-old. An 8-under, 63 on Sunday. Won it by six strokes. So this is his first trip down under and a pretty successful one. 
He said it was an experience I will never forget. He he played some great golf, and he is going to be in the field at the Hero Challenge out at Isleworth. Which is open to the public, by the way. You can purchase tickets. They are a little pricey, but uh, for the one-time trip to Isleworth, it's definitely worth it. Absolutely. Let's take a look at the field real quick because there are only 18, including Tiger, Henrik Stenson, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Bubba Watson, Justin Rose, Chris Kirk, Graham McDowell, Hideki Matsuyama, Jason Day, Steve Stricker, Jimmy Walker, Patrick Reed, Hunter Mahan, Matt Kuchar, Zach Johnson, Tiger, of course, Keegan Bradley, who will be putting without the anchoring this week. You know, I, uh, his putting is just so underrated. Everybody and finally, wa- Billy Horschel. Yeah, everybody wants to hit the ball a mile, but, you know, you pull that putter out of your bag at least 18 times around. You know, you got to be good putter. Limited field, no cut. Pretty um, pretty lucrative event if you look at the purse. Yeah, $1 million goes to the winner. And how about you, Rich B., speaking of purses? Oh, yeah. Were you in the winner's circle on Monday? Yeah, North Florida PGA East Central bonus event. It was just, big... Your feathers are just... Oh, yeah. Hey, come on. Let me beat my chest a little <laughs> bit here. <laughs> yeah, that was a Country Club of Orlando on Monday, and Ooh, there was uh, 26 players at the beautiful Country Club of Orlando. 26 I... players, and your boy... Tied for fifth? Tied for fifth. Woo! I love it. I love it. Golf Did very clap, well. Clap. <laughs> Wally, Wally Kuchar. Uh, wait, wait, wait you, you, what, you got a grand in that wallet now to take me out to dinner for my birthday oh, yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, 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 take you out for uh, yeah, dirt Come on, we're putting sandwich you, there. You, you're on the hook now, buddy. Yeah, Freddie Gibson, uh, Wally Kuchar, Stan Cook, and Bill Sellers, the longtime professional at Country Club of Orlando, finished in front of me, but I was hot on their heels. Great time, good event, and um, support your local PGA pro. Rich B., so I was... Um, beautiful beautiful got a nice little dusting of snow thursday morning you know the nice powdery sugar type three or four inches and felt like i was uh, in the movie frozen (laughs) my blood has definitely gotten a little thin (laughs) now yeah so hasn't the air up in your head now you're actually thinking princess but you're gonna love this you're gonna love this the movie yes yes (laughs) so anyway you're gonna love this i run into i'm jumping on a plane uh last night to fly back here and i run into a couple of longtime old friends of mine um fred and ron if you're listening who were headed to Boca Raton for a little uh, little golf boondoggle. And um, Ron told me one of the funniest golf jokes, and I brought it back just so you could hear it. If golf treated you like a woman, you would either kill her or leave her. Believe me when I tell you that. If you get all done doing all the bad words you say in golf, and you're in there having a little cold beer afterwards and say, hey, you want to play tomorrow? You go, okay. You go out with that woman, and she gives you the same time, hard time that golf did, you're going to say, what? I would never see her again. her out of here. But golf, I'm back. <laughs> Was that a bleep? Golf, I'm back. Did we have a bleep on our show, Holly? We've never and had a bleep. And you can't leave me because, you know, I'm paying you the big bucks. So, you know, you got to just love me. I love the bleep. Anyway, and you would also appreciate this. So uh, we sit down in our um, lovely Southwest seats. And the next thing you know, it's about you know it's about seven o'clock, and Ron takes out this big, whatever container of homemade Italian meatballs, and then pulls out about a foot and a half long loaf of Italian bread. 
I think everybody on the plane wanted to kill us. Yeah, it that must have stunk up. so good. It stunk up the whole and plane. And they were so delicious. All Breaking I could think of was, oh my you know, this would, be your, this would be your birthday dinner for me. Hey, how do you get that by the TSA? Who knows? That's, you know, they must have went through that whole thing of, to see if there's any exploding meatballs in there. Ah, uh, well, anyway. It was a lot of fun and got back safe and sound. So what else is on the agenda here? Uh, qualifying school for the LPGA over in Daytona. It's the third stage. And I got to tell you, because we were off last week, what an amazing finish down in Naples. Lydia Ko winning the million bucks down there at the CME Race to the Globe. Congratulations to Lydia. Wait, wait, wait. Is she even old enough to uh, buy? 17. Couldn't even drink a glass of champagne. Or does she have a driver's license? I don't, I, I, I'm not sure. 17. And she's, uh, yeah, she's making good money. So, uh, hey, good on her. Maybe you should, um, you yeah. know, look to the tour for some catting. Yeah, there you HB. go. Some, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know how they're paying, but uh, pretty, pretty uh, she, impressive. Pretty yeah, impressive. she is a good. Uh, if you're going to caddy, you want something like that. Speaking so, of caddying, I ran into Michael Collins today. Our buddy Michael Collins from ESPN contributor. Yeah, and what was Michael doing? Was he working? Michael, I think, could be one of the best reporter slash caddy. You know, this guy's good. I mean, he knows everybody, and they all know him. And man, I tell you what, I almost, uh, I, I envy him. I think he did a great job today, and boy, he was all up in, uh, uh, you know, in between the ropes. So he has access to all the players, and they know him and love him. Well, we have a lot to talk about tonight because, hey, we've got the Tiger Hero Challenge, and Tiger's looking rested. He's looking leaner. Uh, I think he is ready to go, and uh, I think we're going to see a a new Tiger in. 2014, 2015. Well, you know, hey, uh, Ricky Fowler rededicated himself to the game. Let's see if Tiger can pull it off in the same fashion there. Well, we've got a lot of golf to talk about tonight. We've got Bob Herrick from ESPN.com coming up next. Stay with us. The Golf Insiders will be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blue. There it is. Go, let it go. <laughs> and suddenly, everyone on I-4 came to a screeching halt. No, no, don't play it again. Rich B, I think you're one of the only people in this entire planet that has not seen this movie, Frozen. Oh, Holly, I'm not, and, I'm not trying to live it, Holly, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, it's true. I came back from the Frozen North, but... Uh, our, our incredible engineer here, Chris, was doing a little grimacing when I was sharing about that earlier. And uh, Chris, what's up with you? You're you're not a fan of Frozen. I hate this movie with a burning passion. <laughs> this movie is god awful. No, but tell us more. Come on. Oh. His his girlfriend actually one, wakes him up to this in the morning. Yes, one morning my girlfriend decides to put this movie on as I'm waking up. Is the absolute worst alarm clock ever. And now it's her ringtone for whenever I talk to her. Get rid of that girlfriend, Chris. What it's, can we say? It's terrible. Spoiler alert. Anyway, did play a little snow golf while I was up in 
Rochester, always fun. Mm. And um, Don't miss it. No, don't miss it at all. Although I used to have a tournament in October that was the Kahlua Open. Nice. You know, where you had to have a little Kahlua and coffee on about every shot, <laughs> especially towards late October. But we digress. And we got golf to talk about, lots of golf. The Hero World Challenge at Isleworth Country Club in beautiful Orlando this week. Everybody's going to have their eyes on Orlando because Tiger is back. And we're going to waste no time going to our main man, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, who is out at Isleworth and is going to fill us in. Hello, Bob. Hey, how's it going? Very well. Good. So I'm looking at some of the footage from the press conference, and I have to say, Bob, Tiger looks rested, healthy, lean. And I, I want to say he might be looking... Five years younger than where he was in the midst of all that pain. You know, it's interesting. Um, when he was uh, at the media day here in September, uh, I thought he looked a little, you know, uh, puffy, so to speak. Um, you know, far be it from me saying anything like that. But, um, you know, he... He just looked maybe a tad, you know, overweight, maybe, you know, for him anyway. And, like, he obviously probably hadn't been able to work out that much. And, and you're right. He looks, he, looks, uh, he looks different. He looks leaner, just as he said. Um, I believe he said he's lost some weight and maybe a little more than he would have wanted. Um, but, um, you know, it sort of just makes you wonder, has he, has he backed off some of the weightlifting, uh, at least the heavy weightlifting, um, has, uh, you know, has he felt like, um, you know, going away from that and maybe even, even though Tiger, I don't think anybody felt he needed to lose weight. Maybe, maybe he felt it would be better for his back. Hey Bob, maybe but, he took uh, my advice and started some yoga. <laughs> you're right. I mean, I, I remember he, he kind of scoffed at that, but, uh, uh, but you know, there's a lot worse things. Certainly uh, that, that, there's a lot of benefits to that for him. And, you know, we've seen he's, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, he's got a new teacher who, who sort of advocates things that have to do with with avoiding injury. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have already remarked here in, 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 in the little bit that, that he's been seen hitting shots that his swing looks different already. You know, he's, he's got a little bit of a different posture. And uh, uh, so uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's all positive right now. Of course, there's not been a shot hit for real. And... Uh, uh, but it's but it's, uh, it's it's good to see it. I think I think everybody would like to see Tiger go at this healthy. Um, you know, it's it's no good to to have him trying to play when he's not at his at his best. And uh, so now, you know, if he is healthy, we'll, let's see how it goes. We're talking to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com live from Iowaworth and the Hero World Challenge. What did you go out and follow it all today, Bob? I did. I followed him for almost all of the uh, pro am, and um, he, uh, uh, you know, he actually, um, uh, you know, looked very good. I thought. Uh, and again, you know, we're talking about a pro am, and it's uh, uh, it's 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 a it's a lot different environment than a tournament. But you know, there wasn't the wild misses. Uh, by my count, he missed only two greens. Uh, just just looked real comfortable. You know, that is a bit of a home event for him. 
a little homecoming for Tiger Woods, uh, you know, at his old stomping grounds. And I'm sure there's a little bit of a comfort factor there for him, Bob. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. Um, he, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he lived here for, what, 15 years. This was his home course. This was the place where he got ready for all those majors. And uh, he certainly knows the course uh, as well as anybody. So that, that, that helps. Uh, but, you know, he knew Sherwood, too, where they used to play this tournament. And, you know, I've always, always contended that um, it doesn't much matter um, if you know the course if you're not playing well. I mean, we saw that in a couple of instances last year um, that he just wasn't with it because he didn't have his game. So, uh, actually, this will be a really good test for him. It's a hard course. I mean, um, you know, it's... There's some really difficult shots to be played out there, and uh, you know I think it's a it's a good place to see where how he stands because of what you said. He knows it, but yet it's also hard. Tell us a little more about Chris Como. What what are you learning? Says that he's not a method teacher. He is a guy um, that considers himself deeply entrenched in biomechanics, which of course we know Sean Foley was as well. What are you hearing are the, you know, the differences and why do you think, you know, Tiger selected him? Clearly he, you know, trusted his friend Nota Begay, who I believe suggested he talk to Chris. What are you learning? Right. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe where the difference from Sean is, is he's not as into the readings of the, the technical aspects like TrackMan, which you know, gives you the numbers for your launch angle and your ball speed and all that kind of stuff, which is which is all fine and good. Um, but there's been a few who have thought that Tiger got too fixated on that. And now Tiger knows that part of it, and he, and he knows that, but he doesn't have to worry about that so much. So I, I get the sense that that's not as big a part of it. Um, and the biomechanics, I think, is more uh, possibly... Uh, injury avoidance, you know, doing things that, um, you know, that help you uh, not not get hurt or, or certainly uh, avoid it, uh, avoid getting hurt or working around, you know, the issues he has with his knee and, and, his, and his back. And, you know, Tiger was pretty candid yesterday. He basically just said he couldn't do anymore what Sean was advocating. And I don't think he felt that what Sean was advocating was wrong. Uh, you know, he won eight times in two years uh, doing that. He just felt at this point it wasn't working for him. Um, that that split has been very amicable. You know, they've, they've been very good. Uh, it's, been, it's very clear that they want it known that there was not any kind of a rift. Um, it's just that, you know, he needed to do something different. And... Uh, you know, it seems like he has a bit of an approach towards being a little bit more careful about uh, his injuries and and maybe getting back to some of the things that a lot of people have said he needed to get back to. You know, pre-Hank Haney, uh, Butch Harmon, even maybe before that. I mean, it's just kind of interesting to hear him talk about it, and we'll see if, if that how that evolves. But uh, you know, I think we all, from just you know, 
people who don't study the golf swing intricately, you know, I'll kind of agree. Yeah, sure, it'd be great if he could swing it like he did in 2000. Why, why would he have ever changed from it? There's so much to that, so many issues and reasons and, 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 and events that occurred. But, you know, in a perfect world, if he could get back some of that feel, I think a lot of people figure it would be good. I heard him say that he has been studying a lot of tape, including back to his junior golf days, which I thought was interesting. And he joked about trying to find a machine that would play VHS tapes. We probably all could have donated one to him. But it it sounds to me like he's really going back and and looking at some early, early uh, swings. He is, yeah. I mean, he even said back to his junior days. Um. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to fault them. I mean, you know, why not go, go, uh, go, go see if there's any of those things that you can do that'll work. And, uh, I think it's a great idea. And, uh, now we'll, you know, we'll see how it, how it, uh, falls through. I, I, I do believe still the bigger key is being healthy and being able to practice. You know, I, I think Tiger could could swing the golf club like any of us probably and be successful if he just has time to work on it and especially work on a short game you know people that i think that's been very understated standing over putts for for 30 45 minutes to an hour hour and a half and working on your putting in your short game it could not have been very easy if his back was bothering him so what happens you just don't do it as much or you get um uh, or, or, or you, you get into bad habits. And so, you know, all this is part of it. Now, there's one thing Tiger did not do well today is putt well. He really didn't make anything. Now, he never grinds much in pro-ams, and, and uh, you know, the greens were maybe a little slower from the rain. But, uh, you know, that's also going to be a part of this, is when do those things come back? When does chipping, putting, all those factors that you need to score, when, when does that come back into his arsenal? Well, a great opportunity for... A lot of people to go out and watch Tiger the next couple of days in this very limited field event. Uh, Jordan Spieth, speaking of good putters and consistent putters, winning the Australian Open, I would say a lot of eyes will be on him this week and weekend. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, he's coming off a nice win there, there at the Aussie Open and kind of, a, I think, probably a, a good one to get, too. There have been some questions about why he hadn't won this year and now he did and uh you know that's uh good and, for him. and won and, big time yeah exactly with a great final round so and then made a long journey home and now is here uh it's a 16 hour time change from uh from from sydney to uh, uh to orlando so it's uh in just a couple of days but he's a young guy he ought to be able to deal with it and uh, let's see how he does, too. I mean, it'd be great to have him in the mix. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good players in the field, obviously. Hey, Bob, Bubba Watson, obviously our hometown boy. Uh, has he played Isleworth a lot? Do you think this course is uh, setting up for Bubba? It should. I mean, you know, and, you know, he, he, he's got a house out here now, and he, I think he plays here as much as anywhere, and, um, you know, this is a, a long golf course. Uh, it can play long. That should be good for him. Um, but, uh, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, 
hard to tell where he is. You know, he won a few weeks ago in China. It's hard to believe that he'd be grinding on his game, uh, and, and and that's fine. And having you know, a lot of home cooking. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I think it'll be, you know, if you can – typically what I've seen at this event, even when it was at Sherwood, is – is um, the first round kind of determines who's going to be in the tournament, maybe even the second. And then, and then if, if guys are, are, are a little sloppy or, or, or not not into it or not close enough to the lead, the, the last couple of rounds they use more to kind of work on their game and they're not grinding too hard. I mean, that's the type of tournament this is, you know. So, uh, it's, you know, and, and, and when you bring it to a hard golf course like this, you know, guys maybe don't want to get all beat up. So they don't want to be too hard on themselves. I, you don't see guys, you know, beating balls for hours on end after a round and stuff like that. And nor should they. This is sort of their off season. This is supposed to be a nice event um, and, you know, supporting Tigers charity and all that so um you know but there's always a few guys that'll step up play well you know zach johnson's played well in this tournament he won it last year you know we'll see if, if the guys who are familiar with this course and like this course are the ones in the mix well we know you're setting a, a record this year yourself with your with your picks with your sunday picks so this is probably your last chance of of the year bob to tell us who's going to be hoisting the trophy on sunday yeah, I, you know, I don't know if you were being honest there or facetious. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't be biting my cheek harder, my friend. <laughs> uh, you know, I have, I have not been very good at this. Maybe I got two right all year or something, three right all year. Um, but It's all right. Uh, it's a wraparound season. That's right. It's all exactly. brand new. We, we, started, we started anew. <laughs> to be honest with you, I like Jordan Spieth because he's coming off playing well and he's he just played, you know, he's been competitive. And he actually has a history on this course in, in college. He won a big college tournament here by a lot. So, you know, I, I kind of like the hot hand. You know, why not? I mean, why not keep it going? Um, it, a lot of other guys, kind of hard to know where their game is at. I, I agree. I would love to see I would love to see Jordan do it back to back here in Orlando. He's a great guy and um showing incredible talent at the age of twenty one. Bob, as always, thank you so much. Uh we've got a couple more weeks here before we wrap up for the holidays. And uh we'll look forward to speaking to you next week. And as always, check out Bob Herrig, ESPN dot com. Thanks so much, my friend. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. You're listening to seven forty the game and the golf insider. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. just We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And as I was saying, Rich, I was down at the race to the CME Globe, the LPGA season finale, the weekend before last in beautiful Naples, Florida, and got to watch Lydia Ko in action. And what an amazing finish to an amazing breakout year for the LPGA. I mean, after things sort of going, um, you know, a little bit in reverse, it has been an unbelievable 2014 
season for the LPGA. Paula Kramer's putt heard round the world when she sunk that eagle putt and Mo Martin at the Rico Women's British Open. And then this teenage phenom, Lydia Ko, uh, winning the inaugural race to the CME Globe. So Mike Wan doing a pretty good job over there. And I uh, spent some time with one of our very good friends and golf insiders, Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post, who's on the line. Hi, Steve. Hi, Holly. You didn't uh, say that uh, whether you enjoyed following Lydia more than you enjoyed spending time in the comfort and quiet of the media center with me. Well, you know the answer to that. And some excellent food that was being served down there at Tiburon Golf Club. You know, the most important thing for us golf insiders is parking and food. If you do that, everything else is a plus. Absolutely. So let's talk about the LPGA this season and this incredible win by Lydia. Uh, it was it was so impressive. And she's, you know, on Saturday before, you know, obviously she's in the lead and you got a million bucks on the line. And I'm sitting there going, she's 17. And, you know, she has the composure of somebody that's been on tour 10 years. She's the rookie of the year. It's amazing. Share with our listeners just, you know, what it's like to watch well, Lydia Cole. Well, for starters, I mean, she's unflappable, and you wonder if at 17 she's just at an age where it hasn't sunk in yet what she's accomplishing, or if indeed she's just one of those people who, for whom nerves has no effect whatsoever. Uh, but I have to tell you, Friday night when we were going down the leaderboard after the cut was made and trying to pick winners in the, uh, in the hotel bar there at the Ritz-Carlton, a, a number of us were together, uh, the vast majority said, what's Lydia Coe? I mean, as if it were a hands-down, foregone conclusion that she was going to win the thing. Um, and I think that that was, you know, she's to the point now where if she gets somewhere near the top of the leaderboard, it's a pretty good call that, uh, that she's going to close the deal. Because of what we just said, you get under pressure, you get in a, in a playoff like she was in, uh, and, and it's just she's never going to fold. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I never had that, but um, well, and let's I, know, not, I know some people do. Let's not forget there are some pretty seasoned pit bulls in the mix here. Stacey Lewis uh, in the hunt, Michelle Wee in NB Park, who you know has had a had a great year. Just a tremendous amount of of talent, and um, you know, of course, the great uh, story with Christina Kim coming back. This has just been a, a amazing year for the LPGA. Well, I, you know, Mike Wan has done all the right things, but if he didn't have a great product, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, you can't market something that, that isn't compelling. And, boy, did he ever have some compelling play inside the ropes this year. I mean, you had seven first-time winners, not just first-time winners this year, but first-time winners in their LPGA careers this year. Then you had seven, uh, seven other players who had multiple wins this year. You had Stacey Lewis with three. You had N.B. Park with three. You had uh, Jessica Corder with two. Uh, you had Anna, uh, Anna Nordquist with two. You had Kari Webb with two. Miriam Lee with two. I mean, it just it, it and Lydia Coe with three at, by the end of the year. So it was a uh, it was just a tremendous season, start to finish. And then to top it all off, in addition to the 17 year old winning the million dollar bonus and the Tour Championship, you had Stacey Lewis doing something that hadn't happened in 21 years. She wins Player of the Year honors. She wins the Bear Trophy for a low stroke average and the money title. The last person to do that was Betsy King in 1993. 
How good are the women? Yeah, I, I got to tell you, if golf were a stock, the LPGA is a buy. I mean, they are undervalued still, and uh, it is it is a tremendous product. And the LPGA qualifying tournament going on at Daytona Beach right now. Uh, we we miss Q School in the LPGA. Uh, still going through that process. Any um, any any uh, updates on that, Steve? The one thing that I'm glad to see is I'm glad to see that there are very few AJGA alumni that have just tried to make the jump straight to LPGA Q Q School. Most of these uh, ladies who are there have had some college golf experience. Um, Now, you know, obviously you've got you've got a crop of players who, if they don't make it, uh, are going to go to school. They've committed schools or they, you know, they've they've decided I'm going to. I've played a year. I'm going to try it. If I don't make it, I'm going to go back to school. Um, but I think it's very important that that people start looking at when do you win. And if you look at the age of the winners, not just this year, but over the course of the last ten years on the LPGA, uh, with the with the exception of Lexi Thompson, Lydia Ko, and Paula Kramer, most of them don't win until they would have been out of college anyway. So why not go ahead and get that experience? As I tell everyone, it's it's invaluable, uh, and you can do it in an environment where there isn't as much pressure. You aren't trying to make a living and support yourself, and it isn't such a grind. Uh, so I, I'm a huge advocate of college golf, and I think that we're seeing things trend in that direction. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more, Steve. And um, Mike Wan, the commissioner of the LPGA, based right here in Lake Mary in Orlando. So, um Again, hats off to him for just a tremendous job. Uh, they've announced the schedule, 32 tournaments, I believe, for next year, up from, gosh, it, it was down uh, seven or eight events um, a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was down to 26. So, uh, and, and, you know, they got a new sponsor for the first major of the year. The, uh, the Old Craft Nabisco is now uh, going to be the ANA inspiration uh, uh, the largest uh, Japanese airline is going to be sponsoring it. So, and we've got an and we've got a new a new tournament that's going to be played in Ocala. That's going to kick yeah. off the year in January. Exactly right. Got the season opener. Bing- uh, the season opener will be in Ocala. All is good for the LPGA and Steve. All is good with Global Golf Post. If people want to get your amazing easing, how do they subscribe? Just go to globalgolfpost.com. It's free. It comes in your inbox every Monday morning, and it is a must-read Monday. It absolutely is, and you've got some of the best golf writers in the business. As always, Steve Eubanks, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thanks, Holly. Talk to you soon. All right. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. We've got Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel coming up next. Stay with us. Much more golf talk coming up. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so mean. We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the Fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk. And we will take no delay. No one-minute delay, no three-minute delay with this guy, he's probably been suffering a little bit of jet lag. He's, he's, he's been going around the golf globe the last few weeks. We've missed him on the Golf Insiders, but we got him tonight from Isleworth in the Hero World Challenge. 
Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hey guys, how are you? Great. So uh, yeah. you were over. Were you over at the Turkish Open? Uh, I was over at the final. I was at the final two European Tour events uh, for the 2014 calendar year, which was the Turkish Airlines Open and the DP World Tour Championship, which is the European Tour's version of the Tour Championship in Dubai. So yeah, we were there. Great. Uh... Great couple of weeks for sure. Some tremendous golf. And, and we watched Victor Dubisson play pretty well to wrap up his season. Yeah, but it wasn't as good as Henrik Stenson, who won the Tour Championship in Dubai. And I think even more meaningful than that was uh, in Turkey, Brooks Kepka, American Brooks Kepka, who decided to go to the European Tour after graduating from Florida State, got his first win. I, I think this is huge. He, I think this is going to be the first of many wins in his career, and, and the majority of them coming on the PGA Tour. He's, he's got the look, the strength, um, the, the mentality. Uh, he's grounded. Uh, I, I think this, this is going to be a budding star in American golf heading into 2015. Uh, speaking of stars, um, Billy Horschel, we haven't heard much of him since the Tour Championship. Um, hasn't had the best opening to the 2014-15, just one top 70 finish. What do you, what do you think about Billy? What do you see out there? And um, give us some, you know, some scoop on who you've been watching the last couple of days out at Isleworth. Well, look, we look at them and think, when I say them, the golfers, that they are just, you know, mechanic and machines and can come on and turn it on at any, at any moment. But a lot of things that happen outside the ropes affects what happens inside the ropes. And, and for in regards to Billy, it's all the positive stuff. His wife uh, gave birth to a new baby girl uh, just after the Tour Championship. So there's been a lifestyle adjustment. He's been spending a lot of his time at home with the new baby, and I think that's affected his golf game. It, he'll be fine. So, you know, Once he gets his personal life, his professional life in sync and in harmony, he, he'll be hitting the ball like we saw him hit him in September. Yeah, we saw that happen with Bubba after his first Masters win, for sure, and the birth of his baby. So good for him for taking some time and enjoying that precious new baby. Uh, Jordan Spieth, we were talking about his big win in Australia this past weekend. Todd, uh, great to see Jordan, who, of course, playing so well in the majors earlier in the year and just, you know, looking like steel, steel in his blood at 21. Uh, big win for him. Yeah, I talked to him today, and uh, we had something on Golf Central. We'll have it again. You can see Golf Central later tonight, I think, at 11 o'clock. Um, but he said it was a big monkey off his back to get the victory because he's come so close in 2014 to getting a win, most famously his second-place finish at the Masters. Um, but I think this is a, a little more of an infusion of confidence moving forward. I don't think he's ever lacked confidence, but, you know, for now – Winning breeds more winning, in my opinion. So, especially when you have a, a mature, hungry player like like Jordan. I know he's 21, but he's he acts older than that. I think I think we're gonna this could be a catapult for another good year for him heading into 2015. Well, I've got to bring up you know Rich's main man out there. He's been pulling for him all year, Ricky Fowler. What do you think it's gonna take for? I mean, gosh, his play in the majors. You know, he he was just the most consistent without a win. Uh, what do you, what do you think it's going to take for for Ricky to break through? Uh, not much. Uh, he nearly won in China. He, he missed out of the playoff in the WGC HSBC Champions by one shot. 
Um, he's playing well. You mentioned his, his major championship record. Um, I, I look for Ricky to have a banner 2015. Ricky's looking for Ricky to have a banner 2015. So I think Ricky is uh, poised to have finally that breakthrough year where he puts a lot of W's on his resume. You know what is really cool about Ricky is he does have a great uh, you know, uh, f- gallery. He's got all the young kids wearing the flat bill hats and the old Puma orange, and that is great for golf, you know, in the future. You can tell these kids love to watch Ricky, and, you know, he's probably got the second biggest uh, crowd out there. Uh, probably this week. Um, I think he's up there with Bubba Watson and Roy McIlroy. Well, maybe Roy's a little more, but maybe he's behind Roy McIlroy still and Tiger as far as galleries. But the interesting thing is, like, there's a Phil camp, people who like Phil Mickelson, they may not like the Tiger camp. The Tiger camp may not like the Phil camp. Everybody likes Ricky Fowler. Uh, so he, he crosses over so many lines generationally, uh, gender-wise, um, and he's, he's just a huge force. And let's not forget, he's only won one time on the PGA Tour. If he wins three or four times, wins a major, just think about the popularity after that. Another guy in the field, Jimmy Walker, Todd, who had a, a great year and last last year in the wraparound started off with a couple of wins. He's, you know, a, l- a little bit under the radar, um, you know, more of a quiet, qu- seems like a quieter guy. What what can you tell us about Jimmy and, and what do you think is going to be uh, up for him next year? Well, Jimmy, Jimmy's sneaky funny. He doesn't, he, <laughs> he doesn't search for the spotlight, but he's actually kind of funny. He's grounded. Uh, in my opinion, he's under, just like Ricky Fowler, the best swing coach in all of golf, and Butch Harmon. And I think that move to Butch Harmon, not only helping him mechanically, but also instilling some confidence that he may have lacked, I think that was a big key for him going from a mid-level PGA Tour player to now one of the best players on the planet. And uh, obviously he had his breakthrough season last season. Now I'm interested to see how he reacts, what his expectation level is right now not only from him, for himself, but also externally, what the media, what fans are expecting from him as well. I'm, I'm interested to see how he reacts to that. The defending champ is Zach Johnson. Zach, of course, a past Masters champion. Such a consistent player. Uh, what's, you know, what about Zach? What's, what's and not the... only could, Well, not only consistent, but gritty, um, determined. You talk about somebody grinder, I put a, grinder, I put him in the Jim Furyk category. Well, uh, yes and no, I guess, but I, I think Zach has a bit of aggressiveness, a little more than Jim. Uh, but he's smart, um, again, grounded, good family guy. I think that's a big key to his success. He, he knows where his place is in the world. But he always is striving to be better, just like Jim Fury, just like all these guys in the field this week at Iowaworth. Um, and I, he's just tenacious. He's just kind of like that that you know, a dog that gets attached to your pants. Like he, he, It's going to take a lot for him to get off your pants, but he's going to be there. Uh, so I like Zach a lot. I think he's, I think he's, you know, he's not far away. One or two more wins, you know, five or six more PGA Tour wins. You know, we're talking about a Hall of Fame career. Todd, there was some other breaking news, switching gears a little bit, just before Thanksgiving. The PGA of America did vote in Susie Whalen as the uh, secretary into the PGA of America, and this puts her on track to become the first female president of the PGA. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's great from the PGA of America, considering uh, the unfortunate words that the former president, Ted Bishop, said, um, and we all know that. Um, 
that kind of slammed women a bit. Um, I think it's great. I, I've had the, I've been fortunate to, to spend a little time with Susie Whaley. You talk about somebody who's optimistic and full of energy and really passionate about the game of golf. It's her. So I think it was a, a, a huge move by the PGA of America. It's definitely a positive step. And speaking of more big news, the Golf Channel celebrating a big anniversary next year, number 20. What's on tap yeah. for us in 2015? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think we're going to have a big celebration. Uh, word has it there's going to be a big celebration. Um, the PGA show. Uh, I'm not exactly privy to the details. I'll just give you that little nugget. Uh, but it is, you know, we're, I'm honored to be a part of, uh, of a ship that has such a wonderful cast uh, of people, both in front of the camera and behind the, the scenes. Um, all of us are really passionate about the game. Um, I, w- I will tell you that. We want to see the game grow. We, we play the game. Uh, we want to help grow the game. Um, and, you know, I mean, who knew? Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Steve Sands in 2001 came up to me. We were friends. We were both working as reporters here in Orlando. And he said, hey, Todd, I've got an opportunity to go work at the Golf Channel. What should I do? And I said, you'd be crazy to go work for the Golf Channel. That, that place is going to fold in a second. And fortunately, he didn't listen to me, and he actually helped me get the job. It is a big force in the world of golf, and uh, I'm proud to be a part of it. Absolutely, and we're so lucky to have it here, right here in Orlando. I was uh, actually part of the Golf Channel in the early, early days when it was up in uh, Birmingham in the developmental stages, and it has, it's hard to believe it's been 20 years, and, and you guys have uh, just brought so many people into the game and have done just such an amazing job with covering the majors and, uh, Todd, we, we, we're so blessed to have you um, on our show. And we want you to have an awesome holiday, my friend. Thank you. You too. Best to you and your family. And, Rich B., we're heading out to the tournament. Who's your pick? Quick. I'm going to go with uh, Bubba Watson this week. Uh, it's a home job for Bubba. Wait a minute. You're not picking your boy Ricky? No, I'm off the Ricky uh, bandwagon. I'm going to go with uh, R- Bubba. He'll be cruising around in the General Lee over there. Well, I'm going to switch hour. gears on you. I'm grabbing I'm grabbing Ricky Fowler for this there week. There you go. Get your flat bill hat out. And, um, hey, there's still tickets left for the Hero World Challenge. Excellent opportunity to go out and watch 18 of the best players in the world at an amazing golf course, Isleworth. We'll be out there. Thanks for listening. As always, the Golf Insiders, we're out of here. Bye-bye.